to explore more podcasts uh, with your hosts, uh, Lorenzo Seabrook and Ralph Plaskett. We're so glad that you could join us for episode number six um, of season two of the Explore More podcast, where we are digging into some really interesting topics for your personal growth and development. Um, so, you know, last week, you know, I got thrown for a bit of a woozy there because Zoe decided to take over on the facilitation of the conversation. Um, and he, he kind of dug into me, right? Um, and me from the lens of the vision um, and my book and what have you. If you haven't grabbed your own copy of Deepening Growth, Powerful Lessons in Cultivating Your Personal Transformation, then I implore you to go ahead and do that. Head over to Amazon today and grab your copy of Deepening Growth. So this week, what we want to have a conversation about is something that it's been, well, it's been part of our lives since the day we were born, and it's certainly been in uh, mainstream media here, um, you know, just about all of 2020. Um, and that is uh, the topic of racism. Uh, specifically for this context is coaching and racism. And how do those kind of interplay? Do they interplay? And what do they mean together? Um, and, you know, can, can one benefit the other? So, uh, you know, we, you know, you can see there, Zoe may be shaking his head there, and, and I'm a bit hesitant there. This is a conversation, like I shared before, we, we, we come up with a topic, um, you know, in the, in the short, uh, right before the call, uh, we come up with a topic and we kind of uh, go freeform on this. So we haven't had much time to really plan uh, this conversation. Um, and it's not an easy one to have, right? And the reason, at least for me, it's not an easy one to have because it's a trigger. Um, and, and triggers, um, well, you know, they're, they're exactly that. They're triggers and things fire off um, when a trigger is pulled. So uh, we will see what happens here as we unfold this topic of coaching and racism um, in this week's episode. So, Zoe. Yes, sir. You ready? No. <laughs> uh, uh, and, you know, if, if I can be so bold and as to say, uh, Zoe, then this is, uh, that's exactly the sentiment that uh, the world, let's narrow it down, America has on the topic or the conversation. No one wants to have it because it has a lot of, certainly has a lot of history behind it. Um, and certainly it has trigger points in the present for so many folks. And then there, there on top of all of that, then there's another layer of um, perceptions um, that people hold um, true or untrue, whatever it is, it's a perception. And that perception is their truth. Yeah. Right. Um, and, and unraveling that can be a journey of, um, of pain and anguish on either side um, and people tend to avoid that very thing you know it's interesting yes yes i said no when you asked if i was ready again that was from a personal perspective right because of the the complexities of the conversation and at the same time the importance of the conversation so I'm going to push my energy towards, you know, the importance of the conversation. And even doing so, as we talk about or begin to talk about, because I know for a fact we won't begin to scratch the surface on this, you know, oh, no, yeah. centuries, few century long conversation. Right. Uh, that's the part that's troubling, uh, if you will the fact that we're still talking about it in 2021. Yeah. Yeah. That it is troubling, right? From our perspective, you know, this, this is, this is, this is, why are we even having a conversation about it? Right. Right. You're a human being. I'm a human being. Let's continue to be human beings. Right. But, but unfortunately there is another perspective um, where um, you're your rank status level of humanity differs um, if you're even considered to be human. Um, and that hurts, 
historical context there. Um, so the question that comes up for me, right, if we take a look at the practice and discipline of coaching, right, um, and if I can summarize it really quickly, where the practice um, and a discipline, a profession of coaching is really to partner with another person and open up their perspective, right? For whatever their goal that they come to you with, right? I want to be a better whatever, or I want to have this trouble and I want to have some resolution around it. Whatever the, the challenge that they come to you with, um, the end goal opens up uh, a perspective so that they can move forward. So given that context, right, of what coaching is, then is, I, I wonder if coaching as a profession uh, within, um, as a profession, uh, I wonder if coaching has a place to help resolve the issue of racism. I think it does. Um, where each professional provides that space. And what I mean by space, that safe environment for their client to openly share, voice their concerns about what's what they're feeling in the moment or what they're experiencing in the moment as it relates to this topic. Uh, I think that is a line of effort, if you will. I also believe, as I've experienced, you know, since the beginning of this year, there are several entities, coaching entities out there, programs or individual coaches who have created programs or webinars to do just that, to start generating the conversation within the coaching community globally. Uh, and so I think, based on my own experiences uh, for this year, particularly, uh, I'm I'm starting to see more and more uh, in 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 relate in relation to the to the question you just asked, as to coaching and again the conversation around social justice or specifically racism. And why do you think that is? Is it because it's you know? Obviously, in the news, it's it's a hot topic. Uh, is it because it's just a hot topic and this is a fad, or do you think it's it's deeper than that? I, I, ooh. <laughs> I, I think it's I, my my initial part. My initial response is I think it's deeper than that. While at the same time, a part of me is a little skeptical as well. It's a fad for some. Um, as you know me, you know, uh, at least you've known me over, over the years, uh, I tend to look at things from a distance, if you will, to try to discern what's real, at least from my perspective, what's through my lens, as opposed to someone just running after, uh, again, a fad, just for the sake of making a dollar or something to that effect, or getting a name out there. Right. Uh, but I think this overall, I think generally speaking, um, what I'm experiencing in, in this industry thus far, I think most are genuinely concerned. Genuinely concerned. Uh, one, because it's, it's more eye-opening. They, they are now beginning to experience this in a, from a different perspective. Um, and uh, they now want to do something about it. And that doing is from their own, where they where they sit personally. It's, it's not uh, prescribed to them or how they will go about doing it. So, so what I heard you just say was really one of the um, through the lens of coaching questions. I was thinking of you know how would. Having had the opportunity to coach someone around racism, right? Mm -hmm. um, but how would one do so was some of the questions that were coming up for me. Um, and how would I respond to that 
um, was was a, was another thing, and I fully under knew that I was going to be triggered like right off the bat. Um, but in the moment of it, I was still trying to figure out if I can be my show up at my best self um, and support this person across the way from me. And one of the questions was, you know, what, you know, what is the internal narrative that is dominant in this individual um, that has them to come from a frame of racism? Yeah, so that depends. That depends on who the individuals are, what's going on with them at that particular moment. And then of course, what has triggered that conversation to the forefront. Um, and yeah, so it depends. And I, I can tell you from my lens, uh, having had those conversations more than I can possibly count, especially in 2020, um, <laughs> it's always a different scenario. So you can't really prepare yourself for quote-unquote, the conversation, if you will. So what's interesting is what you described or what you brought up as you were you know, curious about a few things is how do you support those individuals in the moment, understanding that you may have your own personal triggers. And I think, you know, just, just diving into that in itself as a coach, as just in general, you know, question is how do you how do you bring your best self to the conversation or partnership with someone else to help them get to the next phase or to get them to help them go to wherever they want to go right and i think the answer to that is is to be honest transparent and vulnerable right um and and that honesty may be hey look you know, I understand this is where, where you want to go, client. Um, however, I am not in a frame of mind or a space in this moment to continue this conversation. Or on the flip side, it might be like, okay, but please understand that this is a trigger point for me. Um, and, you know, I may, res uh, and I'm asking you for your patience on the way that I am consuming what you may be, you may say kind of situation. I, I, I think... You know, you know, towards the, the narrative piece, right? The, the, this narrative that seems to attach itself to racism, from my experience, um, is a long-standing um, narrative, either societal or, um, or family-oriented, um, that is based off of... Um, some some perverse view of the world right so i'm using very particular language right so you 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 have a view um that was created over generations uh that allowed um one race to you know dominate over another race um in its early stages, certainly for economic benefit. And somehow in, in, over the generations, that narrative has changed, but it's, it's the underlying opinion has, has, has still been there. Um, and much of it is you are less than because X, Y, Z. So to sit in the coaching seat in support of someone who is trying you know, if, I think it becomes much easier if they are trying to unravel that, to grow out of that. As a coach, personally, me, if, I, if I'm thinking through this now, it's much easier for me to sit in the coach position and support them in that journey, in that exercise. Um, it would be significantly more difficult, right, um, if you are not trying to unravel that, but you're trying to actually dig deeper into your that, that – uh, the perspective um, of of being, you know, racist. Of course, you, you are not you. The racist may not term it as being racist. Um, it may be just your view of the world, and we all have, you know, the right our right to our views. Um, and as a coach, um, I don't know if I can sit across um, from someone um, and and support them in in that. 
Yeah, I think what I'm hearing you describe are two, two opposing perspectives. One is someone who's, who genuinely comes into the conversation, one to uh, understand things more for themselves, uh, personal growth, if you will, um, clarity, so forth and so on, as opposed to someone who may be digging their heels into their own narrative, what they believe to be true. Right. Quote unquote racism. Right. And I would say, again, my own experience. <clears throat> Typically, I have not faced with someone defending the position. Most often, it is, or they are individuals who genuinely have a concern of, okay, how to make sense of what's going on. What is my responsibility? How do I move forward? How do I help others? Um, and and it, and it comes through. It comes through through the, not just the verbal piece, but you hear it in the tone, uh, sometimes the emotions, and even sometimes in the silence. The silence is even most powerful. And what I'm also experiencing is oftentimes it, it's it's, Again, depend on the client. I've, I've had some who just come out the gate as Lorenzo, let's talk about this. And I've had others who are tiptoeing around it um, because of the sensitivities and not, I don't say not, are hesitant to describe or readily call something because they may be unsure or maybe they are fearing what could happen. Um, which in itself, you know, comes back to maybe another aspect of of this racism conversation, whether it's institutional or structural and things like that. Uh, and then, matter of fact, I even take it a broader perspective, not just racism, but just social justice in itself, because this also includes gender equality. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so all of that, I've, you know, those those things have come up and. You know, I, let me just say this. I probably apologize for not being as energetic as I have in other conversations. Uh, that, but this, this, well, I probably, I just want to you know, call it out because this is a, is a pretty heavy topic. Right. Very important topic. And um, I, I just feel that we're in a place where conversations are good. However, action is, is, is more powerful. Okay. Now, I said all that to say that we can't move forward to action until we have a shared understanding. Correct. Which in itself is, it's, it's tough. It's tough to bring folks to the table, even to just describe what is racism. Ooh, I, I like that you asked that um, because it's one of my, um, one of my points that I kind of want to bring up, right? There's, there's this notion, at least in 2020, huh? I'm sorry, what? I said, there you go. <laughs> what can I say? I, I tend to have little cards. And I'm like, man, I should have known that. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. We flow so well. I knew you were going to go there at some point and then I could latch on to it. And I'm like, all right, let's, 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 let's play with this here. Slap myself. <laughs> So, 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 so let's look at it, right? There's, there's, there's this, uh, not concept, this distinction. That's the word I'm looking for. There's this th distinction that came up in 2020, at least for me, it did. Um, I had not thought through it before. I had not, can't say that I consciously heard it before. Um, but when I heard it this year, um, it certainly was um, an aha, if you would, for me, for uh, that clarity of distinction right? The term anti-racist, right? I had not heard it before in the past, but as I start to dig into it, and especially as I was reading um, one of my books uh, I can't find right now, was Stamped, um, the distinction of being, of which the book defines anti-racist or anti-racism um, and uh, a simulationist and what have you, 
but it's it's quite clear to to be anti-racist in the summary of its definition is to be uh, is to say all people are created equal all human beings are human beings right um and that there there isn't a difference amongst them other than characteristics and what have you um cultural representation and what have you but a human being is another human being so uh, the the anti-racism says um recognizes that to be true uh, versus i'm not racist says i have a black friend or a latino friend or indian friend i have i'm, I'm not i'm not racist right but i don't like I don't like this, this, and that, that can, that, but language is still being used, excuse me, language is still being used um, that is certainly um, not anti-racist, right? Um, you have certain prejudices and biases that you still hold um, to a particular group of people. Um, and, and this term of anti-racism is really to uh, drudge out those that gray area of racism if you will right there, there's the the clear black and white of um and not to use that terminology black and white um <laughs> but there's a clear you know you know um clans wearing racism like um, i i i hate you kind of situation that's pretty clear and then there's that subtle racism um, that, that, you know, that you try to kind of play, play with. And then there's the lack of awareness of if I'm even being racist or not, is this, I didn't mean to offend you kind of racism. Uh, and I think that's what the anti-racism is, racism is trying to clearly de delineate uh, and distinguish is, hey, look, if, if you subscribe to any of this, there's, there's a drop or a bucket of racism in you. And, and that goes both ways, right? Black being white, white being black, or, or any other persuasion. What are your thoughts on that? And I just poured a whole lot there. You did. And I'm wondering, how is the, the writers of that particular document What's what's their lever in defining one racism and then two anti racism and then I think even just as critical what are the distinctions between personal biases and then crossing that threshold to quote unquote racism? Oh, that's so we, a good question. We all have biases. I agreed. We all have biases. And I think when our biases represent a, uh, a particular people, when we have a bias towards a particular people, I think, you know, my assessment would be that's when we're, we're, we're broaching um, uh, racism to some extent. Uh, but that's a that's a that's a pretty good question. Um, that latter part on on how does what's the distinction between biases and um, being full uh, on racism? And I think that's what some of the challenges in a conversation across the board, right? I think some of the challenges is that there are these subtleties um, on um you know biases and racism and prejudices and stuff like that and people just don't know where to land and certainly it's an uncomfortable conversation so then they don't know how to explore um how not to land there or how best to land there whichever view you take on that um but i think it, it's necessary to have the conversation it's just a difficult conversation Hold on, I'm putting judgment on the conversation. It's just an it's just a conversation that can be unnerving uh, to have. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is a, a conversation. Even right now, I, I'll be honest with you. My my gut is in it's like knots. Right. Um, and it's just you and I right now talking, right? And you know. 
I just, I don't know. I think right now, I, I, stewing on the question I even asked you a few moments ago, you know, making the distinction between personal biases, because we all have them. Right. And then defining the departure from that to now this, that being racism. You know, what is that? And if I were to reflect on the question, you know, not giving a whole lot of thought, I, I, I would probably say it's when your biases are realized in the world beyond yourself. When you act on them. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't even say act. Well, acting can be unconscious and un- unconsciously. Right. So I think when, it, when, when, when that, those biases show up, particularly, it's realized externally to others. And, and it's realized externally to others to a point where it's seen as negative or it's seen as a hurdle or it's seen as, a, as a, uh, another gate to, to go across, if you will. All right. Um, or downright, it's, it's just degrading. <laughs> um, so I, I think it's, and again, this is without research. This is not without, you know, having any, any added context or review. I think part of it is, is if I were to try to, to, to call out, okay, what does that look like? I would say it looks like when, when again, your personal biases as it relates to race or gender equality or whatever the case would be, is realized externally. Because at that point, if it's not realized externally, it's just you dealing with it. Right. Uh, allow me to give an example um, that is not necessarily completely tied to this subject of personal bias, um, but not being aware or consciously aware of one's actions um, and how it may be perceived to others, right? And, and that's very general and vague for very specific reason because um, of what my example is going to be. So I'm having a conversation with my wife, right? And I don't know how exactly, I, why, <laughs> right? <laughs> why I said it, or how I said it, um, but I meant no ill intention by it. I used the term gal. You see your response? Your response comes from... I'm only, I'm only responding that way because I know your wife. Is, oh, well, yeah. Right. Exactly. Your, your response comes from a place of a conscious awareness of the term um, based on, you know, being in the South and coming from the South and what that means. Me coming from the Virgin Islands, didn't have any... Um, historical reference to that term um, and how it was used. I just saw it as an abbreviation of the word girl. Um, So when she said, hey, whoa, whoa, don't you say that again. And she then explained why. I said, oh, whoa, that is not one, not what I meant. Two, my bad. Three, you can, you can calm down a little bit. I did not, <laughs> I, I was not trying to offend you, <laughs> right? Um, but but I, I give that example to say that so many people, I would expect, especially from my experience, that so many people fall into these trappings that they're not aware of and they're not intentionally trying to, to do something. Um, of offense, um, but to from the lens of a coach, it's a great opportunity to have a conversation. From the lens of an individual who might be triggered by such statement, it's a difficult place to be to have a conversation. Well, you know, it's interesting. <laughs> I think yeah, it's just very interesting. One you describing the fact that you have a relationship with your spouse. So I think that in itself is critical. Regardless if it's you and your spouse or anyone else, two people coming together professionally, personally, 
again, there's a relationship somehow, some way. Right. And even more so, as you were framing out, again, using the word gal, although it was not your intent, that often, not the word, that word itself, but the notion of someone using a language that they're comfortable with based on their own lived experiences may not realize how it triggers someone else. Right. And I don't, and, and it's an unintentional, unintentional in most scenarios. And so how do you then get to a point of discerning, okay, what was intentional or not? Right. Well, I mean, I think you would, you're drawing it out there, right? I mean, a part of it is, you know, having a relationship with somebody, right? Um, and knowing, you know, where their heart lies. Um, so, you know, it, you have an idea and, and a, an appreciation that it may not have come from a place of offense. Um, to then have the conversation and, and, and share knowledge on, on why this is a trigger for me or whatever one might have. Even if we take racism out of, out of the context here, right? Um, and we talk about personal boundaries, right? If you have a relationship with somebody, you can talk to them about, look, this is a personal boundary for me. I want you to not talk to me about this or I don't, I, you know, so on and so forth. Um, you know, that's an important protection um, of oneself um, as one is dealing with various things. Okay, so now let's pull racism back. <laughs> <laughs> and in this context, right? And, 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 let's, and, and it's, there's, there's just so much there to unpack, and, but the only way for us to unpack it is to have the conversation around it. Yeah. Right? and the historical references and, and, and appreciate people's experience, right? People's experience either uh, through, you know, family, you know, bringing on the, the, or, the oral family's, uh, you know, history, oral history of the family um, f- uh, for those who are able to, to have that treasure um, or what have you. There's people's experience um, that, you know, certain things can can trigger them. Here's another example. Um, I live in a community and the community uh, has a name attached to it called Plantation. Now I was consciously aware of what um, I was doing when we were buying a house in the plantation and I felt pretty good about it. I was like, oh yeah, you know, and now I can buy land on this plantation. I can live here. That was kind of my, my idea and thoughts around it. So because of 2020, you know, a lot of uh, conversations are happening and people are like, uh, so, so now you have two opposing views. So some people are like, uh, no, we should change the name of the plantation, uh, plant name of the community from plantation because, you know, it has this historical context to it, you know, that we don't subscribe to today. Then there's the other view where it's like, no, we're not changing the name. They can get over it kind of situation. It is what it is today they can get over it. They, they wrap that around. It's, just, it's been the name for a long time. There's a lot of branding around it. It's gonna cost, you know, arm and a leg in order to change that. Um, if it was important for you that, that wrapping, you know, this is me triggered. If it was important for you that, that wrapping that you put in around it or the financials wouldn't, wouldn't be a, a hindrance for you. You can find a way around that. Um, so, there tends to be, where I'm getting at here is that there tends to be with terminology, with history, especially with history, there tends to be these opposing views where um, the story can't be told, can't be told in its fullest truth, um, sharing good, the good, bad, and ugly, and everything in between. It, it is at a, it's, is told from a lens or or another, but none that necessarily crosses over. Um, and that goes from you know simple words that like we just described, yell and, and plantation, <laughs> um, to to much much uh, broader, deeper um, context. I want to go back to a word you just used a few moments ago as you framed out appreciation, having an appreciation for someone with a different view. I think this is really what I was able to pull out of that. Yep. 
and even as you describe appreciation, what I was reflected upon was what's before appreciation. And I believe it's 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 a part of acknowledgement before you can appreciate. Uh, I think it's it's acknowledging self where you are in the moment, how you're viewing yourself and you're observing the situation and others. Uh, and, and then making a decision, okay, what do I now do with this information? But I, I, even as I hear myself talking about it, it that, that takes some, some energy from the individual to say, okay, I want to, to just pause for the moment to acknowledge what's going on in this three-legged race, if you will. The scenario, the other person, and myself. And then get to a point of, okay, what's next? Perhaps that's an appreciation or just even engaging in the conversation as to what is. And, uh, you know, I, I don't know. No, say, no, you, you do I know. Say, go ahead. I was going to say you do know. You say, I don't know. I say you do know because you're unpackaging something there. Oh, I, yeah. I, I, I just, I tend to think that, you know, as you, you brought this, this, you took the conversation off the shelf and you put it back on the shelf. <laughs> Um, it, it requires a lot um, because there's there's a lot of sensitivities around it. Even as you, you describe using the word plantation, um, you know, it, it there's some historical context to that, and then there's today's context. Um, and then why are people defending and why are some people supporting? You know, and again, it, I think it comes back generally to observing all sides of the conversation. Matter of fact, I don't even say sides of the conversation, just observing the conversation itself. Right. Because the moment we 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 label it as having a side, right. like, oh, by the way, here we go. Right. Here we go. Uh, so I think it's just giving honor to, you know, okay, let's 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 observe the moment. And then let's describe that and 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 acknowledge it. Um, be patient at all and, and respectful and then determine, okay, what do we now do with this? So here are words that are popping out from what you just said. Acknowledge, honor, uh, respectful, um, appreciate. Those words um, allow a conversation to happen. Those words or the embodiment of those words um, allow for someone to say um, that I may have a different view on this that I want to explore more. Uh, I got it, you see how I roll that in there, I explore more. Those words are elements or characteristics of empathy. And if we can, you know, what I am hearing of, what I'm seeing as a framework as you were starting to build out, um, is if we can have or be more empathetic, then we can open ourselves up to a conversation or open ourselves up to a perspective or open ourselves up to something more instead of digging our heels into what we feel is our rightness. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love how the word empathy lands. Um, and as you were framing it out, replaying the tape, if you will, I'm also considering now uh, positioning oneself to become more self-aware mm -hmm. as a, as a step before you get to the, to the phase of being empathetic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And what would it take for, you know, one 
to pause and reflect, to think about or consider, okay, what's going on within themselves, you know, so that they can then show up as empathetic or take on the position of empathy. That's the age old coaching question, right? <laughs> Like, how do you get someone to be in the position of wanting to be coached, right? It's a desire for, um, well, hmm. Mm. <laughs> Answer that question, coach. <laughs> uh, I was going to say. How do you get one to desire coaching? Right. I was going to say it's a desire for, this was what that was right over here. Right? Um, I was going to say it's a desire for one to be more self-aware, but that's not necessarily the case, right? That might be an outcome, but not the, uh, not the, not the driving force of why someone wants to sit across from you and I. And, and interesting enough, you know, the self-awareness piece, right? Most people are like, I don't need that. Right. Because now they consider who's trying to fix me. Right. And that is not the application of coaching. No one's trying to fix you. You aren't broken. Right. Can you improve? Sure. Are you broken? No. That's not the lens to which we come from. So I think, you know, coming back to your question, desire, you know, as we talk about self-awareness, you know, I, I think generally speaking, most, not saying all, most people probably are sitting in a position of, okay, I know my truth. And of course, they're placing this little self-judgment and my truth is my truth. Therefore, I'm right. Right. So who says I need to become more self-aware? Again, it comes across as judgmental. It does. So It does. So then the question becomes, you know, what does it, what triggers your willingness? What, what, what would trigger you to say, okay, I am willing to commit to this next thing. I'm willing to commit to myself to identify the things I have not considered. I think the topic is, is warranted, right? As we talk about, again, your centerpiece for the day that being racism. Uh, as we talk about appreciation and we start down the back a little bit, uh, offering acknowledgement and, and then those other words that you described, you framed out in empathy. You know, the question that becomes what's, is what are the steps prior to getting to empathy that I would offer to anyone who's listening? Uh, I, I also believe that you know, again, because we've been having this conversation around racism and social justice and gender equality for so many years, you know, also framing out, okay, truly what's next? Yeah. What would it, what would it take to, to get to a place of what's next? It has to be more than just a conversation. Oh, certainly, right? Uh, absolutely, right? It, it needs to be more than a conversation. Conversation needs to be had, as we discussed earlier, so that everyone's on the same page. And then everyone, then, you know, from a structural standpoint, the policies and the, could be put in place where it can guarantee equality across the board. Right. Um, you know, for, for me and my frame and, you know, this, this is, it's a difficult thing to understand racism, gender equality those those are different concepts for me to understand like because she's a she she's less than I, I i don't understand that 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 boggles my mind because he is a you know latino or, or indian or black he's he's less than I, I, like i don't see where that is coming from um so you know it's just troubling for me. Well, let me let me throw something, another curveball. Well, let me throw a curveball. I won't say another curveball. Suppose you're getting those sentiments from those of your own culture. 
same. Like, same. Like, I know black people who are racist against other black people. Like, like it doesn't make sense to me. Like, what? Like, that's insane. Like, it, it doesn't click. Like, again, the whole premise doesn't click. Even more so against your own race certainly doesn't click. Yeah, and that, that looks like, hey, he's black. Let me see what he has to offer. It's like I'm sorry, I'm judging you before you even show up. Right. That that's exactly what it looks like. That's exactly what it looks like. Which which is which is troubling, right? Or, you know, let's go back to, to, to gender or, or she's you know, she's a female and you know, minority females have it doubly as worse, right? Because they have the gender and then they have the race. Um, they have to contend with. So she's female and she's Indian. You know, I already, as, as a person who has um, who's racist, prejudice, whatever, um, social injustices, they, now you're looking at them and, and already providing judgment on them, not even considering, I'm doing this as if I'm looking like a, as a resume, um, not even considering the, the skills that they bring to the table um, equally as good, if not better than their, um, in this case, white counterpart, or specifically in this case, white male counterpart. Um, and that doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. I can perceive and, and I understand, but I can perceive the frame to which an individual who thinks from that perspective could be coming from. And to our point earlier, it's in my frame of reference, it's not rooted in a place of empathy. And if it was rooted from that perspective, one, I'm self-aware, two, all the things that's leading prior to the self-aware for me to then look at this in an open lens instead of a lens through, of, of, instead of the lens that I've been looking through of um, prejudice and, and, and gender inequality and, and racism, instead of looking through those lenses, um, I, I have a, a, a new slate lens and I'm looking at who is best uh, for, again, I, I did resume, so I'm gonna say the job, who's best for the job. I had also think, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, no, go, go, go. No, I was just, you know, as you were framing out empathy and, and other words we used early on, what's really jumping at me is the words that's on your shirt. Right. I, I, I intentionally wore this today, right? I, I, I did intentionally wear this today. And I, I just, as we look at, I mean, I, I want to I be in a position where I'm saying, okay, let's offer solutions, but you know, there's a whole lot of work to do before you get to solutions. And what I would say, part of that solution and the work evolves around those words that's on your shirt? I, I think the solution is simple. Getting to that solution is where it becomes difficult and complex and a long journey ahead, as long as it has already been. Well, um, so why? why? Why is it so difficult? What makes it difficult to love one another? That's a good one. I have thoughts. What makes it so difficult to love one another? I have erased my thoughts. It's a good question, though. And I think that's one we've been battling for eons on, you know, how can, I not love 
my brother, my sister, because um, they're my brother, and my sister, they're another human being. Why wouldn't I love them? Why would my love for them changes because of the color of their skin um, or otherwise, or their gender? Like, I, I... Yeah, I get it. You know, many of us have grown up in various different areas of the world. We've been taught certain things. Uh, there's, there's so many variables that goes into this equation. And I, I just, you know, it, you know, me just, just jumping up away from you, just, you know, being tall in the conversation for a second. You know, what really prevents us from just loving one another? Let's call it what it is. It's, it, well, from my perspective, that's where we're missing. Or I don't say we're missing. Some of us are purposely choosing not to do it. And so the question becomes, what is holding you back from doing so? I don't know. I don't know. One would think it'd be easy, right? I mean, again, I have trouble understanding this, like, like really comprehending it, right? From my perspective, an absolute stranger, I have love and compassion for you. I don't know you from Adam, as they would say, um, but I'm not going to start off hating you and then once i get to know you i then become I, I then love you that that doesn't make any sense to me like i have no reason not to love you you're another human being yeah right i you know we we if i talk social media age you know we see these pictures of cats and dogs all across social media and we're like oh that's so cute we love them how can i love an animal um, more so than I love another human being. Hmm. And I, I just, huh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I wanted to say initially, you know, behind the little chuckles, you know, I go back to the fact that at one point a man was counted as three-fifths of a person. Yeah. I wasn't even counted at all. And, um, Considering how those stories throughout time have been continuously told from generation to generation, and considering how those may impact or not impact, positively or negatively, again, the, the, the individuals receiving the story, but even more so those external to the story. You know, there's always a boogeyman somewhere, and there's a hero somewhere, and yep. what, what, what stories are being shared that informs what's happening today, those types of things. Yep. It's very complex. Oh, very. And, and I, I still contend, to your point, the solution is simple. Love one another. Right? Oh, I saw a shirt once. It said, or it was on social media, whatever it was. It said, just be, just be a kind human being. Like, how, how is that hard for you? Just be a kind human being. Right. Now, again, on the other side of the coin, you know, we we speaking about okay, stories being shared, you know, people being counted, you know, less than one and so forth, not being counted at all. There's stories on the other side of the coin where it's okay, you know, as an example, before you go into the store, don't touch anything. Right. And if you do buy anything, make sure you keep your receipt. Right. Why? Make sure you have a bag. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because the stories have been told from generation to generation as to okay, what could possibly happen. Oh, you best believe I don't even, I don't leave the store, even if it's one item, I do not leave the store without a bag. If it's like, okay, well, I don't want to destroy the planet with a plastic bag, I will make sure I have the receipt and it is quite visible as I am walking out the door. You hold up to the camera? Yeah, like you, you're not coming for me. I paid for this <laughs> kind of situation. Um, but to your point, right, this, this, this isn't because you know, I, you know, that was, that's just part of the shopping experience. This is because of the shared experiences of others um, where I did not want to have that experience for myself. Yeah. 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 So I just, I just think, you know, as we consider the conversation around this very critical topic, I think it's important to acknowledge that there are stories on 
equally important on all sides of the, the matter of fact, here I go talking about the sides. <laughs> yeah, I want to see how you're going to fix that. <laughs> I'm trying to fix it, but I, I couldn't, I couldn't get something, I couldn't get an answer fast yeah, enough. Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. There's, 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 <laughs> there's stories on, 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 on all parts of the spectrum. There better, better, better. I like all parts of the spectrum. And equally important, and I, again, I come back to the point of we, there must be a desire to help, want to have shared understanding. Yeah. So we have to let go of something in order to get to where we want to go, I think. Yes. Well, there's no other way, right? Well, we I don't want Maybe I get a PhD off of that statement. Um, if some, some college who may listen to this might say, yep, that brother already PhD, I could be like the cause. Yeah. <laughs> I think you you, you can call you doctor, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, you, it's it's clear. In order, you can't carry everything and then expect to carry more. You mm. got to let go of something in order to pick up something else. Man, you, I'm probably going to write that one down. It sounds more profound than it probably is. No, it is very profound. As simple as it is, it's very profound because I, I could take that conversational piece into various different but that's exactly my point right so it it, it 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 applies to this very topic right in order for us to move away from this space of racism we got to let it go we got to drop it and pick up something else we can't it, it, we can't have a void right we must fill it with something else and we must have the conversations to be able to fill it appropriately again that's a, a judgment um we have to have the conversations to fill it to a space where we can become more open and inclusive of our perspectives. Yeah. Yeah. I think if I try to zoom out of the conversational place and ask myself, what do I observe? You know, I, I come back to, I think what I see is a lot of individuals speaking from their perspectives, perspectives being defined as, okay, their own lived experiences and what they want to convey at that moment, their emotions, how they're feeling, what may have excited them for the day, what may not have excited them. Everything that involves each individual wanting to have a moment to say what they want to say or be what they want to be. It's, it's almost like having a room of chaos, individual chaos. And if you allow it to happen, then you begin to see individuals organizing into particular groups based upon what they're hearing from others. Yep. Which then begins to form sides. Yep. Or form groups, I'll just call it that. Which then could become a conversation in itself to observe that okay why is that why do we then draw ourselves towards these types of conversations what is it about it that attracts us to it <clears throat> and then you know just even tease it out a bit further you know once we notice those shifts and those group forming okay hmm what do you now want to do with this if the point was to come into this form to have or to gain a shared understanding. I just come back to, you know, I think it was, I cannot remember her name for the life of me. The young school teacher, she's no longer younger, she's old, much older now, uh, but she did the experiment in, in school, grade school. I think it was shortly after Dr. King was killed and white kids in the classroom, and, but she made it a position of different eye colors. And the experience was is well known today, but it gave the, the the children an opportunity to experience quote unquote racism now being judged based on just the different color of your eyes. Right. Because you have this color eye, you're better than the person who has a different color eye. And if we remove all of that, coming back to the words in your shirt, one love. You know, then where what happens to these labels? I would imagine these labels begin to disappear. 
there will be no need for a label. Again, just one man's perspective. Yeah, we, uh, Yeah, I think we, we're to a place in this conversation as far as I think we can take it in this um, context of the podcast. Unless you want to give honor to the great Bob Marley and say, what? <laughs> I'm going to give honor to the great Bob Marley and not sing it. Right? <laughs> he turned over in his grave, butchering his poor song, sounding like a, uh, a cat howling. And cats don't howl. This, I appreciate you, sir. Um, you know, initially, I I was very hesitant to want to have this conversation, um, and I do have this conversation week in and week out, consistently. Probably since February. March. Regardless of the background, their cultural differences or cultural background, it doesn't matter, gender, it doesn't matter where they are in the world, the conversation comes up every week. And there's little, Laurel, I said little, I'm trying to make myself small. <laughs> um, just, just being there, right? And so it, I said all that to say this, you know, um, Thank you for the opportunity because this continued to have me reflect on certain things because I'm noticing things about me, even in this conversation. So appreciate you. Appreciate you, good sir. Uh, you honor me with uh, your presence and your friendship and your perspectives. I am honored um, by you. And I think it's important for us um, certainly as coaches, but certainly as human beings, um, certainly as black males to continue to um, challenge our own perceptions and perspectives um, so that uh, we can be of service uh, to the greater community. Yeah. 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 Remove labels, get rid of positioning, which will still remain. Uh, but I guess the, you know, anyway, we'll talk about solutions at another point. Yeah. We, can, uh, we cannot get there yet. <laughs> no, but, but certainly uh, we can have the conversation about getting there, right? And then figuring out what the actions are that are required um, in order to move the ball that much further down the road. Yeah. Right, because um, the, the ball must move and it must move forward. Uh, you threw something else. I was about to go there because now define forward from the place of where we are and what is that? From a place of where we are and the achievements already gained, yeah. not to revert back to uh, where we have been and achievements lost. So suppose, and I know we're, we're supposed to be wrapping this up, but this just huh? popped up. Suppose some may not just realize what has already been gained and not finding themselves in it. That doesn't change the fact that it has been gained. They just need to now be aligned to the gain. Well, I'm speaking from the perspective of those who feel that they are a victim of racism. What is what happens if you just haven't assumed the fact, or not assumed, have not grasped the fact that okay, changes have been made, and may perhaps you haven't just realized it, realize it being experiencing it, as opposed to considering that change has not been made. I think, based on what you just said, I think they're still justified in their outcry, right? Yes, acknowledge. Um, we are no longer hanging from trees. We're not being lynched. We're not being dragged by car, horse, or whatever. Um, that's not happening anymore. And there's still racism, right? 
Right. It, it has, it has changed its form, but it still exists. Right. If we, if we talk about systemic racism and how policies um, were, are put in place or were put in place, you know, there's, there's a reason why we have an equal housing act, right? There's a reason why we have, you know, you know, I mean, it was only, let's go gender. It was only 50, 60 years ago, women were allowed to vote. I mean, the, we have not got to our ideal existence of anti-anything, anti-racism, anti-gender inequality, anti, we haven't got to that space of anti. We've moved the ball forward. Some might say miles, some might say inches, um, or some might say it's just changed its form. Um, progress has made been made. I'm, I'm, and maybe this is the optimist in me, um, but progress has been made. There is yet still more progress to be made. I agree with that. I agree. Progress has been made. <clears throat> we must acknowledge that. And there's more progress to be gained. Yeah, until we get to the place of anti, until we get to the place where this even why is it even a conversation? Right? Until we get to the place where there aren't firsts, right? You know, first African African American woman uh, to be in uh, the second seat in the land, right? Previously held by nothing but white men. Right? Until we get to the place. Uh, where these first are no longer a thing, then you know we're going to be having this kind of conversation in different forms um, until that point. All right, can't solve can't can't solve it all. No, no. If we could have solved it in this podcast, man, <laughs> man, that would have been something amazing. That would have been a first. That would have been a first. <laughs> it would have been a first. Uh, it would have been a first. Now we could have looked at this podcast to solve all world issues. Dr. King would be like, you mean to my march of all those miles? And all I had to do was get on Zoom? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this, this, is, this has been really good. Um, I still got this, this feeling in my gut. Maybe it'll go away later on, but um, hey, that's what it is. It's Wednesday. It's Wednesday, almost Thursday, um, which means you're almost closer to Friday. Yep. All right, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Well, there you have it, guys. This is the Explore More podcast with uh, Ralph Plaskett and Lorenzo Seabrook, season two. I uh, hope you're enjoying the conversation. We, are, we have explored uh, coaching and racism and what that all means. Um, how they live together or not. Um, so if you're, if you haven't had a chance, you just zoom to the to the end of this podcast to understand what it was about. Then I implore you to go to the beginning and listen to this great conversation that we had. Uh, we we didn't solve racism, nor did we solve world hunger, but I, I think we just got the ball that much further down the road. Um, so I'll be interested. Uh, we will be interested in your perspective on what you heard here today. Go ahead and hit us up on social media. I certainly respond um, in wherever you're listening to this, be it in podcasts or on YouTube, um, in those comments down below uh, so that we can engage with you and hear your perspective. We'll be interested to hear that, how that goes. So until next week, guys, I hope you will enjoy the greatness that we call life. life.